It really does look like we're singing to each other right there. We should be. <laughs> Welcome to On The Rocks. This is a total random. We did not plan on doing this except for like 10 minutes ago. Um, but I wanted to do it. And I'm afraid you guys heard me crunching on a sandwich, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. We love the new intro, too. And I love that you recorded it for us. It is beautiful. Because <laughs> if you didn't record that, I had nothing. <laughs> All right. So, today on On the Rocks, we have to start by saying, what are you drinking, man? I am having a little Evan Williams. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. With a little Corona Chaser. Oh, shit. You're double fisting it. It's a matter of circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm drinking a little bit of. Ooh, yeah, I think this is a Merlot. Oh, Hold very on. nice. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Hold on. Like another excuse to take another drink. Mm. Ah, does that sound like a Merlot? What's yeah, up, William? Totally. How you doing, man? Happy summer solstice to you. That's right. Hey, let's start with that before we lead into what I was going to start ranting about. Okay. Are you doing anything for summer solstice? Do you ever I, uh, acknowledge the seasons? Like, what's your uh, what's your dealio? On on occasion, yeah, we uh, we love to get outside and and go for a walk, uh, just to get out and uh, just four times a year. Just four times <laughs> a year. That's all you need, and a healthy breakfast, and then you're good. <laughs> but no, we we love to get outside and and. You know, go for a walk and feel the connection with nature. When nature is cooperating, and today in the glorious Rocky Mountains, it is uh, 66 degrees and pouring the rain. Oh, it is. It's oh, lovely. It's lovely. Uh, I was uh, I was listening to a, a podcast earlier that coincides with what you just mentioned about feeling this connection to uh, yes, Stephanie. People exercise a lot more than that, uh, to uh, the environment. And they're saying that it should be a part of modern curriculum for every children, every child in every grade to go outside and be taken on a field trip to out of the cities so they could witness the majesty of the night sky. Because there's people who have no idea where the North Star is. They, they can't identify um, the Milky Way galaxy in the night sky. Um, and it, it's such a dissonant experience from all of human ancestors because for all of human history that has been the one ever present thing if the sun wasn't up when you were working then you were <laughs> relaxing and staring at the night sky and oh, that's it, it was right. such an intimate part of the human experience uh having this deep connection to the sky from where you were on this planet um and different cultures all around the world use different devices like Stonehenge or Gobleki Tepe um, in order to track the procession of the sky and feel that connection that we have, that oneness that we have with it. And there's this really wonderful quote that um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, the brilliant astrophysicist, um, posed that when he is approached by religious individuals who say, how can you not be religious? Don't you feel uh, isolated and alone? And he says, no, we're made up of everything that stars create. I'm paraphrasing. Like we are stardust. Right. We, we are one. We are the most common elements in the universe. We are one with the universe. And human beings nowadays may not have a complete connection with that concept, but our ancestors certainly did. And it was only a couple hundred years ago and before that where it was an integral part of human society to identify with the night sky in our place in this universe. Um, yeah. So I don't know why what was sort of springboarded that. But I, I found that so interesting, this idea of connecting with nature that we, we, we try to wrap it around like a park or yeah. a certain trail or whatever. But the truth is we have this intimate connection with everything that's not on everything. terra firma. And, and it is literally everything that we're made up of makes up everything that's above us and around us. Uh, and, and we, we shouldn't feel isolated and alone. We, we should feel this incredible connection and we should be enriched by the, the knowledge of that connection. And instead we're just like, eh, what would someone say on Twitter? <laughs> like, fuck man like, there, yes. there's this majesty all around us and we're like fucking doing this well oh. we all have our blinders on now just always yeah. looking down 
you know, and uh, going out in, into nature, especially these times of year, you can really start to see the change and appreciate it. And I, I've started doing something I've done, I guess, for the last couple of years since we've been in this house is uh, this morning ritual where after I I'm helped get the girls ready and everything, I, I walk out onto our back patio and we have this massive rose bush. And every day, just walking out and seeing it uh, continue to bloom, you know, seeing the flowers progress every day. And dodging bees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's cool enough that uh, there's not very many bees out. There's the occasional rogue squirrel <laughs> that wants to come over and be fed. And oh, uh, But no, it, it's just such a beautiful thing, you know, and that's something we really try to get our kids to do is, as you know as well you know to get uh, them to look at nature to the you know realize everything that's going on around you it's not all just electronic anymore yeah. i saw this uh this news article the other day talking about uh this solar flare that happened a couple hundred years ago and which it just wiped out all electronic communications and then what would happen now if if we had something similar mm. And just imagine everything that we know, water, heating, I mean, everything would just be done, you know, if the <laughs> electronic circuits got fried and there would be, there'd be nothing. Mm -hmm. There'd be so many people that would come to this realization of where they live, of actually seeing the world around them, probably yeah. for the first time. Well, and I mean, this is going to set Stephanie up for a joke at my expense. How many people can start a fucking fire? How many people could navigate with a compass and a map and understand what the the proximity of lines, topographical lines to each other mean? Like how many people actually understand the fundamentals of walking and existing without technology? And that blows my mind because we we pretend like we're all experts, but we didn't earn any knowledge. We didn't oh. discover mercury and put that inside <laughs> of a fucking thermometer to, in order to tell the, the fluctuations of, of temperature in the air. We didn't earn to the cell phone how to send our freaking thoughts through space and time to the other side of the planet. We didn't no. earn that. We're just taking advantage of it. So exactly. if there was a great catastrophe, I mean... It would be a total reset button, and oh, in yeah. my opinion, probably a very good one that we probably. need desperately bad. Um, yeah. I always laugh about the idea of the solar flares, though, because yeah. we we are so fortunate as a species, and we mm -hmm. have other planets on our in our solar system to to use as uh, as comparison to, for this. Um, but we have a molten iron core that gives us this brilliant magnetic field that mm -hmm. protects us. From stuff like solar radiation that would normally just like be a nuclear blast ter uh, Terminator 2 style ripping the, the plants and animals and humans off of the face of our planet Earth like it did on Mars. I mean, we yeah. are just so fortunate that we have such a robust atmosphere that we are currently screwing over because we want to have, you know, burn a combustion engine and poop out the end so we can go a couple more miles per hour faster than our fucking neighbors. Um Hey, Marica. Zach, how's it going, man? I didn't mean to look over you. I was just trying to get to it. Um, yeah, so the, the purpose of all of these on the rocks is just to riff. That's really yeah. what it is. Um, whether we're riffing about nature or our connection with nature or our fortunate uh, existence on the only planet in our solar system that we know at the moment that can sustain life in any uh, stretch of the imagination. Though I would argue whether it's intelligent life. That is a very, very good argument because I, I, I'm sure many of uh, our kind of folks, and probably some of not our kind, <laughs> could could demonstrate uh, that as well of the the smart versus the non-smart. Mm -hmm. But how, however, you know there there are small things. There are small things in humanity. I look for the kindness of of people, or perhaps. Children, children always are are so magical to watch. Yeah. You know, they're they're always the most amazing thing. Like just uh, last weekend, my my oldest daughter got to go to uh, a Rockies game and got to go out on the field. 
Oh, cool. And, and Stephanie did her wonderful camera work walking out behind her and just seeing the look on her face <laughs> of pure joy. I mean, that was that was truly magical. And to children, anything is possible, you know, and uh, often when we grow up, we lose that that childlike nature where we are fascinated by the earth that we live on or mm. how things work. We stop questioning things. And, you know, we got to, we got to get back to that. Now, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, it is weird because there's a turning point where in one moment we're focused on sort of the magic of youth and experience and personal understanding of things and chasing tail and, you know, everything that yeah. youth does so well. And then suddenly it's all about chasing the mighty dollar and yeah. everything else is secondary. Yeah, absolutely. That turning point is going to vary depending on your family, on your society you live in, the culture you live in, etc. But when it happens, very few people ever look back and and yeah. wonder or question. And, and the irony of it, I think, is that not, not only isolated amongst the idea of being an adult is the loss of magic and the loss of wonder, but yeah. that you're chasing that as a child. I want to stay up later. I can't wait till I'm an adult. I can eat whatever I want. I can't wait till I'm an adult and I can do it. But in doing that, you're sacrificing everything you love about being a child, which is why you want to prolong it by staying up later. Like, yeah, the, it's uh, the, the bitter irony of, of dreams <laughs> as a child. And then you realize one day that you are just chasing a green dollar bill. And it's not even a green dollar bill anymore. You're chasing a number yeah. in a bank that has your name on it. Yep. That's it. It's a one and a zero, and then you're just chasing it and hoping yep. you can catch a little bit more of them and hoping you can kiss up to someone to get a couple more of them, and then you can give them away to other people so you can get stuff and, like, physical yeah. things. And the more physical things you have, you're hoping is going to fill that hole that was left by all that wonder and all that magic that you abandoned so many years ago when you started chasing the ones and zeros in the first fucking place. And none of it ever does. And so every year when a new thing comes out, you got to chase that doll those ones and zeros to get that new thing, hoping that that <laughs> new thing is going to be the one thing to fill up that fucking hole that is never going to be filled up because there's nothing never. that can fill up the loss of wonder and magic that is inherent in all of us from a fucking little zygote. Exactly. Exactly. Did I make that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you did, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is absolutely it. And it, and and it, you know what's even worse is when you see it in yourself. Mm. You see yourself getting to that point where it's all about the money. It's all about the stuff. It's all about. Uh, oh my god, the job, the work. Uh, you become a miserable bore, you can't talk to people any longer, and nothing else brings you fun. Yeah, well, <sighs> on that note, God, let's man. talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> Two miserable bores. <laughs> Two, well, Fuck. <laughs> you, you had mentioned uh, possibly speaking about uh, alien technology. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so I, I I had to craft <laughs> my hat. I don't want Big Brother getting my thoughts right now because the, this shit's mine. Me and the aliens are one. Okay. All right. It's <laughs> not weird at all. At first I was like, wow, he really crinkled his yarmulke. <laughs> like, oh, wait, no. That's a tinfoil hat. <laughs> it is a tinfoil hat. That's pretty awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to preface this discussion by saying um, I I want to believe desperately bad. I, I want – I'm Mulder Scully in the basement of the FBI building. I want to believe so desperately bad. But reality has not proven itself to me as to be real, the idea of aliens yet. And so – I just take little stories and I enjoy that. You're really going to keep that on the whole time? It, it, it's almost like a, a beret at this point. Yeah, it, it's a tinfoil beret. It's okay. a very new style amongst conspiracy theorists. <sighs> Alex Jones is going to start selling these on beautiful this beret you wear, sir. I don't know what <laughs> accent I'm trying to pull off. <laughs> Lovely I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's, <laughs> it's going to get... It's gonna get weird. It's gonna get weird. But it's all because the goddamn Democrats and Trump don't Trump that. 
<laughs> Make the frogs gay. Okay. Maybe just keep it off. Maybe just keep it off. The Lord God <laughs> watches over me. Everything. I think you fine. were just smote by the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> he just smote you. Um, yeah. So I. I I want to believe in it. I don't actually firmly believe in it, but I love uh, like all stories and everything related to it because I am a I'm a man of wonder. I still have that wonder in me, and I love to to discuss it in the same way that I love discussing ancient civilizations and the possibilities of uh, uh, human ancestry that in epics past that we have lost all memory of, like just the 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 questions, the what ifs, the wonders. And so whether we're talking about psychic energy, whether we're talking about interdimensional beings, whether we're talking about alien traveling to uh, earth with spaceships uh i love to discuss it i have a hard time buying into it which is why today um well let me give a second addendum to that <laughs> i'm very prone to conspiracy thinking which is why i have to put up like a firm barrier of like okay i'm going down a road here that i know is going to lead me to freaking out and putting on a tinfoil hat like wes <laughs> I need to stop and I just need to take a deep breath because I'm very, very prone to wanting to believe it. I mean, I was raised with Nostradamus videos that my oh, stepdad yeah. had and talking about how the Gulf War was the prophesied third world war and shit. Yeah. Did oh, you watch yeah. I remember that. I remember that. My <laughs> grannies loved that stuff. They bought into it so much. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I'm the same way. I, I love the the idea of aliens you know usually every every friday we have uh you know we have ancient aliens on which is you know a complete crock of bullshit uh, however there is a lot of a lot of stuff if you if you watch up to the point where they say aliens it was it was all the pyramids were all <laughs> mm -hmm. it's some interesting stuff but well, it the one thing though that always gets me i mean if we're going to talk about alien technology we have to go to Roswell. I mean, of all places, right. that yeah. I'm, I'm currently uh, I'm currently reading a book by Annie Jacobson. It's a couple years old, but it's called Area 51, and she is a uh, she's a journalist from I, I can't remember wh which paper she's writing for. If it's the L.A. Times or whatever, she writes a whole lot of uh, conspiracy theory esque like books. But Area 51 so far, it's talking about all the technology that was created out there and how the the uh, conspiracy theory, of course, that aliens helped created everything and the whole Bob Lazar fiasco. Funny you mentioned that because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Yes. Um, so I just listened to uh, a document, or I mean, uh, uh, an interview on um, Joe Rogan's show that was, I think, yesterday or the day before or something. Um, and it's talking about the new Netflix documentary that was just released about Bob Lazar and UFO yeah. technology and stuff. Um, and I was listening to it like, oh, you know, this is going to be another one of those, like, uh, you know, crazy things and the more i listened to it the more rational it all was not because of the claims but because of the approach like bob right. he he never wanted to be famous he never wanted anything he was just trying to retell what happened to him and and that's it yeah um yeah. and so without going into this sort of rabbit hole of area 51 and what ifs um there was these moments in it that he was speaking about how he was part of a two-man team to work on jet propulsion technology. He didn't yeah. know the context of jet propulsion technology. He didn't understand the, you know, what everything was into it when he was hired, but he's always been into, um, you know, tinkering with technology himself. And yeah, he put a jet engine in a VW <laughs> bug, you know, in his twenties. And so that's why he was hired because he, you know, did some time at, um, um, Oh, what it was, um, MIT. MIT, thank you. Yeah. Um, and he's just a brilliant, you know, engineer. Uh, so he goes in there and he's immediately introduced to this, like, ball that's like a basketball-sized ball that emits gravitational force. And I, in this particular case, it's anti-gravity because it pushes everything away. Um, and that this, he explains, is the, this, the, the, the fusion reactor, the, the, the cause of how any spacecraft was able to maneuver in our atmosphere and outside of our atmosphere in space. Um, and he did a bunch of tests on it and everything. Um, and so he's talking about this object as this anti-gravitational force. Um, and he's talking about how it, it, it actually works and how it creates this 
it, it because gravity bends light and like everything like uh, uh, think of a black hole um, right. not even light can go inside of a black hole it just bends everything around it time in and of itself and this is something human beings if you haven't looked into any type of science you may not know but space and time are interconnected uh, in our universe uh, you can't get around the fact that if I tell you to meet me at a coffee shop you need time. You need to know when to be there. Otherwise, we're not going to be there at the same time. You're also going to know what coffee shop. So space and time are interconnected, not just in our daily lives maneuvering on this planet, but in space as well. As you bend space, you also bend time. And that's why the closer you get to a gravity well like a black hole, time doesn't change for you, but for the rest of the universe... It's going at this massive rate. So time for you is in, in relation to everyone else is slowing down, even though for you it's the same rate of time. But you would have aged like 100 years if you came back at the speed of light to where you started from getting next to um, you know, sort of gravitational well. So time for you travels slower relatively. Um, relatively. Um, but for everyone else, it seems like you know it speeds up because you come back much later. So ultimately, space and time is distorted uh, by gravity. So when you have this object at the center of this uh, machine to you know, fly around, a flying saucer in essence, not only does it put anti-gravity in command of this vessel so it can literally move anywhere and do whatever it wants, but it also bends light around it. So you actually can't see it. And we have to think about this for a second. You're looking at Wes and I through the camera because our image is being transferred digitally by light. That's how it works. And if it's not directly through a fiber optic cable, it's gone into a computer that then transcodes it and sends it through sound through a cable and then retranscodes it through light. If we were next to a gravity well, you wouldn't be able to see us because the light would be bending around us. And that it's a little bit mind blowing to think about, but mm -hmm. it also perfectly explains if this is true, why we don't see flying saucers all that often. And, and it begs the question, why are some people seeing them in certain times and why other people aren't at different times? And, you know, it, it, it just possibilities is all what I'm talking about. Yeah. Crazy, crazy possibilities. But that's not the crazy part I want to talk about. <laughs> that's crazy in and of itself. Um, and his whole position was just to try to backward, um, uh, yeah, reverse engineer reverse engineer the, the technology because ultimately you know he, they had no idea but what he revealed was that they the corporation that owned this um facility and it was a corporation it wasn't the military there were military personnel yeah. there but it was private corporations that owned it um they had nine spacecrafts they all yeah. looked different but they had nine of them and they said at least one of them was found in an archaeological dig thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago um, it, like that's how old, you know, it's thousands and thousands of years old. Like right. he didn't know a specific time or anything like that. You can't carbon date metal, but um, so I, I just find it so interesting that there's supposedly a ship, a, like a, for all intents and purposes, a spaceship, a UFO was dug up in an archaeological find that predates mankind. Mm -hmm. Out of this ship, they found this anti-gravity device that allowed it to maneuver and it still works um they actually just added uh, an element to our uh, uh elemental chart from the knowledge of this because it is like a, an actual like a thing it's not it's like made up bullshit it's like yeah. when you, when you add it to the periodic table of the elements you know that there's science behind it yeah. um and so it's <laughs> they they have this ancient supposed ancient technology and I can't no one's saying anything about this but I can't help because I'm obsessed with ancient human culture and ancient myths of of civilization mm -hmm. to connect it with ancient stories from uh, the Sumerians and the Egyptians and the Aztecs uh, the Mayans and and how their societies like not theirs but their ancestors societies were informed by these men that came from across the sea with this secret technology that could heat metal and mold metal and it could lift 
physical objects, which is how they created some of the megaliths. And so you look at stuff like the um, Giza temple, and there's a keystone floating in the middle of the goddamn temple that even today (laughs) archaeologists don't know how the ancient Egyptians put it there. They know they could, you know, slide rocks around it, but how do they stabilize (laughs) the rock in the first fucking place in order to slide the others around it to have so much pressure that it doesn't slide out and crush whoever's underneath it? And they just kind of ignore it. They don't talk about it because it's such a complex, like, we don't know how they did it, so we're not going to talk about it. But ancient myth tells about how they did it. And then cut to thousands of years later, and we have this story (laughs) about a guy who found this fucking, who was hired to backward engineer an anti-gravitational fucking device. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Why, Why, like, no one said anything about that. And I was just, like, screaming at my fucking podcast. (laughs) <laughs> which essentially is just screaming at myself in the mirror. Why? There's a connection here. Like, why are we not talking about that fucking elephant in the room? Like, and, and there's this whole, there's, there's a book written called sign and seal. Uh, mm-hmm. That was uh, the discussion about um, the Ark and the covenant and how it just sort of disappeared from all of history. And the, the myths are that the Ethiopians actually stole it out from underneath um, uh, King Solomon. Uh, and it's actually housed in an Ethiopian temple right now. But the problem with it is, is that in the same way with biblical reference, anyone who gets in proximity of it and actually looks upon it dies of boils on their skin and like burnt flesh. And so the rumor, um, the suggestion is that, well, maybe it's like a radioactive device. Exactly. And maybe it's a technological item that they discovered. They don't understand how it works, so they attribute it to God. But it's a, this massive tool that can be used as a weapon. And the problem is, is that it just happens to kill everyone. But there's also rumors of it like flying up in the air and moving around and destroying entire armies. Just like so- the fucking anti-gravity device. Like, fuck! <laughs> so, so not to, not to be uh, Buzz Killington... Uh, or anything but the the problem i have with the the ark of the covenant story I've, I've i've seen a lot of documentaries on the ark of the covenant being housed in this particular uh is it a mosque or a temple in ethiopia and they uh there have been people that talk to the rabbi or whatever the guy that guards the place he comes out only once in a while and so he came out on this one show and he, he talks to the host of the show and the host is like, well, can we come in? You know, show us this. Why don't you prove it to the world that you have this thing by allowing me and a camera guy to come in and film it? And that puts the end to the story. Everybody knows it's true and, and all that stuff. And and they never do it. Mm-hmm. They never do it. So that that is always my problem. It's like the the you know, going back to the whole Roswell crash thing right now, that conspiracy makes so much money for the city of Roswell, New Mexico, Mm -hmm. that if somebody came out and said, Oh no, here's what really happened. It was actually a Russian craft that crashed in America because it was a Russian spy plane. And that was the cover up. There was no UFOs, but the cover up was a foreign power over our country right after world war II. Mm Mm-hmm. That that would totally kill the whole thing. There'd be no more no more alien cons in New Mexico. The town would go dry. So, it, is it beneficial for these conspiracy theories to continue to keep going to build? Yeah, that's why you always have to temper your your thoughts. Like that's yes. why I like to have fun with it, but I don't obsess over it. Um, I, William is saying in December 2016, four new elements were added to the periodic table. That's exactly what I was talking about. Element 113, but yeah, yep. like he's listing them all out right there for all of you who want to look at it. Um, exactly. Uh, I, I just think it's I think it's very very interesting. Um, Zachary is saying, "What if gravity is the expansion of existence itself, and thus creates both space and time around it by force?" Here's something that that we don't understand as a human species. We don't know how we don't know what gravity is we can observe it we believe because we've measured that it it is uh, created by or it's not created but it's exhibited itself it shows itself in intense mass but we don't actually understand how to create gravity and that's why this item is so interesting is that it generates a gravitational wave like it it 
defy and up until and this was in the 80s when this was going on and so they we saw gravity as particles during that time gravit gravitrons or something gravitons or something like that um, nowadays we know that gravity is actually a wave and if we could find out what causes that wave we could then generate gravity ourselves and then maybe understand and backward engineer this technology that we've been trying to backward engineer for who knows how long um, and it's just, it's so fascinating to me because the truth behind all of this is that we are completely ignorant to our universe. Yes. We don't know <laughs> shit. We pretend to know, and we like to make up ideas about what we know. But if we actually knew, none of these conspiracy theories would exist because we just have this factual basis. Oh, well, in Book of Facts, uh, Chapter 3, uh, yeah, Page awesome. 13... Pull you know, that up clearly, here. Clearly, that is a lie. <laughs> you know, it, it blows <laughs> exactly. my mind. Well, it, I always love the. Uh, I think it's the meme that uh, Dr. Tyson posts quite a bit on Twitter and wherever else. Is it's a you know a, a picture of the the universe, and it's like we're this little dot right here. This this right. Oh, there yeah, that's us. That's your we're, stink finger. Well, you're not supposed to tell that part out. <laughs> Sorry. It was a spooning. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> but but really, you know, we are this one little speck in the, this massive universe. We don't know jack shit. We don't even know what is at the bottom of the oceans. I mean, how often is it that they're coming out with, well, we've discovered X, Y, and Z new species of fish uh, that live on the bottom of the ocean we never knew existed. And then some ugly motherfuckers, too. <laughs> Well, there was a really interesting um, a sort of uh, fairy tale folklore story that was like proven true a little while ago. Like we have all of these uh, sort of turn of the century maps um, that, uh, you know, have sea creatures and stuff. And there's there's novels yeah. written about, you know, giant squids. And, and it's, it's always this sort of mythological reference of these beasts up until the point where G uh, J Japanese fishermen pulled one out of the ocean. And they were like, oh, shit, they're real. And this was like 10 years ago. This is like recent, maybe less than 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. We just thought it was like a big BS myth. And then suddenly some dude like happens to catch a corpse and pulls it up. And we're just like, ah, we need to rewrite that. I mean, yeah. up until yeah. uh, 1995 or 97, when Gobleki Tepe was discovered, we thought human civilization was like 7,000 years old. And then suddenly we realize, oh no, here's an entire Ooh. megalithic site dating back to before the last ice age, which is over 11,800 years ago. And they were building megalithic structures, which means the actual civilization is much older than that. So like our entire yeah. span of human history has just been re-examined by what's happening right now on a relative scale. So we just genuinely don't understand shit. Um, so uh, Joe Jackson is saying, isn't space and time existence at the exact same time an example of the fourth dimension? I don't know. Uh, I guess I could see how it could be examined like that. Yeah. Those, those space awesome. literally is your X and Y axis, right? Your, your three-dimensional point. So right. would the connection with time make it the fourth? I don't know. Only if we had like a Google, we could search. <laughs> find out. Um, yeah. I do like the idea of a multiverse as well. And so when, yeah. when we're like movies like Contact, for example, or books like Contact, but made into movies, um, mm -hmm. where we're talking about traveling through space, time through wormholes, um, or, you know, just warping time and space uh, that was brilliantly put out in like an event horizon uh, it was a really wonderful one to sort of explain that. Um, you just fold time and space and then you've suddenly traveled faster than the speed of light, depending on the you know, distances that you're talking about. Ideas like that are not far from reality um, when you take quantum mechanics into consideration and the abject realization that we don't know what's possible or what's not possible because we just we're ignorant we're not that far from the monkeys throwing rocks at each other it was poo <laughs> it was poo let's be honest <laughs> but you are you are correct i mean we don't even know the technology that is discovered now you know i mean uh, you any kind of research you do, say on the stealth fighter, that's supposed to be like a next generation uh, aircraft for the United States military. That son bitch has been around since the 70s. Yeah. I mean, that technology has been around for that long. And 
just now finding out about it, what, in 87, 88, mm-hmm. right before the first Gulf War. Yeah. So, I mean, it, what do we have now? You know, and you, you, if you really read into the conspiracy theories of uh, they're supposed to be the uh, supersonic jet aircraft that uh, leaves the, uh, the, the, a very specific uh, trail in the sky. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, it, it's really hard to say what, what is actually there. We'll know someday when the Wait, are you talking about chemtrails? No, 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 not chemtrails, not chemtrails, no. Those have been ruled out. That's all uh, cloud seeding and stuff. There, there's no cantrips. <laughs> cloud seeding's a real thing. You can look it up. Okay. Is that like a thing you do with your girl? Uh, only when the weather's right. Okay. Yeah. You. Hey, baby, only... I want to cloud seed tonight. <laughs> no, I hate that. I always have a sore back the next day. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you got to make sacrifices. Yeah. About sacrifices. <laughs> However, though, it really is true. I mean, if you think about when when you and I were children or when I was a kid, when you were a young adult. Mm-hmm. Um, per- <laughs> Wait a per- second. How old do you think I am? And how old are you? <laughs> I, yeah. I got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> but if, if you think the idea of carrying a, a video camera, a personal computer, uh, you know, personal bat- masturbation machine, all in your pocket. I mean, that was that was outside. That was science fiction when yeah. we were children. Yeah. And look at you know, look at what we have now. Everybody has a smartphone. We can record anything. We can broadcast anything. We can look up anything. And that really makes you sad when you realize you can find out anything you want to know mm. by looking on your phone. And there's still idiots out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucked up, man. Well, it takes effort. You have to speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not everyone wants you to got, speak. Then you got to read. You yeah. got to read. That's oh. the hard part. Come on, people. Ugh. If there was a point system involved with reading, yeah. people would do it. Gamify reading, and you've solved the <laughs> illiteracy problem in our world. That, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Let, I need to call the. First, but. I need to call the orange fellow in the White House now and present this idea. I hold on, hold on. I don't want to go off on a tangent. <laughs> this morning when I woke up, I got done with my workout, and my wife said, "Hey, did you hear that Trump recalled the missiles that were headed a missile strike that was headed toward Iran?" I was yes. proud of my president for doing that. Absolutely. I, I never thought I would ever be proud of my president, but that is this is like Cuban Missile Crisis level type shit that I don't think people or the media is giving enough focus on. If we went yeah. to war with Iran, it would oh. be the end of everything that we understand as a safe and secure nation. Oh, they yeah. f- they personally fund like three different massive terrorist organizations that are currently worried about other people. We fuck with them, the attention gets flipped on us. Yeah. Our, our, our fucking allies didn't even want to go in, so we'd be alone. <laughs> we would be <laughs> fucked. Well, and... and, and- not only did the allies not want to go in, he's already pissed all of our allies yeah. off to the point where they'd be like, hmm, I could like, use a, oh, yeah, we'll, a bigger we'll, we'll United just, Kingdom, uh, you, you know? Worse. Yeah, they're like <laughs> demanding territory and shit. <laughs> yeah. Boston is now England. Yeah. I need my passport I was, I was to go so there. Stoked. I was just like, yes. You know what? I don't care what his reasons are. I don't care about any of that. I'm just glad no, he did it. Like, I, fucking A. I was too. Because, I, and, you know, even reading more about it today, uh, his reasons were it wasn't a, a, a proportionate response mm. to the drone being shot down. And I was like, that is a very intelligent thing for him to say. It had to come from Ivanka. <laughs> <laughs> he says it in an accent because that's how she writes too. <laughs> yeah. It is not a proportionate thing to say. Just, just not Donald, stop touching my vagina. <laughs> He's like, oh, I read that out loud. Uh, I have the best words. I'm a very, very, I have a very, very good brain. Good. I've got the biggest brains, the best words. I've got balls the size of sweet peas. Uh, hey, D, how's it going, man? Um, uh, Adrian, how are you? Uh, Jeff, my man, what's up, yo? Yeah, so... Uh, it it just it just anyway I didn't want to deviate to that I, I want to go gotcha. back to the alien thing but 
Sure. Um, what do you think? Let's let's pretend for a second, okay? Let's yeah. pretend that the stories about aliens visiting us are true, uh-huh. and that we have been visited for a while. What do you think the motivations are of uh, an advanced civilization uh, coming to our backward ass trailer park <laughs> of a planet? It's the it, and no offense to anybody listening, it's the West Virginia planets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid i kid hey sister get over here That's yeah that ass. Mm. but it, uh, no i i think it would be the same thing that we do to other animals and uh other tribes of remote people that uh really aren't in our terms of civilized it, it's to study them it's to see what they're up to and you know it's quite possible they it, if they were real they've been doing this for so long they've seen us evolve They've seen the weapons evolve, the technology, or maybe they're giving us the technology. And they're like, hey, these motherfuckers have nukes now. They're going to completely destroy the planet. <laughs> Let's watch it a little closer. Oh, my or gosh, maybe- Joe, you're right. I did mix up the two. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> it's it's one in the same. It's one in the same. Donald wishes it was one in the same. <laughs> yeah, I, she. They, they both are attractive ladies. Both are very. Tra- it's it's too bad they're associated with that asshole. But <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, I I, I feel like maybe you know maybe if their aliens were to come down and and view our current petty political system that we have, they'd be like, eh, let's let's cause them to push the button. It's interesting. I always like the idea because I'm an old X Files fucking dork, like a straight up nerd. Um, I own DVDs and everything. <laughs> I love the X-Files. But I love the idea that there was multiple factions of aliens warring and that we were sort of caught up in the mix. Yeah. Because to, to pretend like it's like just us and just one other civilization. <laughs> right. Like if we're going to expand our ideas and say, okay, no, there is an ancient alien civilization that visits us from another place in the fucking universe. Well, we can't just limit it to one. Then we have to then extrapolate. Okay, well, there's probably two. Maybe there's three million. I don't know because you know space is pretty big, um, yeah. and to think that you know people would be warring over us, glorified apes, is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So that was sort of you know stupid as as far as the show went. But I did like the idea um, that there there were multiple versions of aliens and different yeah. types of influence depending on the alien culture, and then within the own alien faction, just like in human factions we had different motivations and different desires. And so they were sort of, you know, going, it, it was a whole complicated mess when you got to the end of it. But w- I, I have a hard time believing that they're just watching. Like if let's pretend there are aliens and they do sure. visit us. I, I just can't believe that they would travel all that space time in order just to observe. But if they weren't just observing, could they be scouts could it be like a silver surfer, like, you know, checking out new planets for, I can't remember the damn guy's name. I was going to do a comic book reference and I just fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it, big baddie it, to eat. Like, are we, are, are they just looking at us as a possible planet for resources until they realize that we've pretty much destroyed all our resources already? It's very possible. You know, I mean, uh, it's possible that they're looking at us for that. It's, possible that they drain their resources looking for another planet to habitate and and how would you continue their species you start mm-hmm. uh you know you start screwing all the earth girls and uh have you ever seen earth girls are easy yes jeff yes, goldman right was he mm-hmm. was that gina davis in that too i think so they were in the fly together too yes they oh, were man. So oh, Earth Girls are easier. It's great fun if you haven't seen it. It is. I didn't but mean to derail you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What if it's uh, what if it's like the Predator movies? I mean, have you seen the latest Predator? No. That it, yeah, that it very well could be. I gave up after Aliens vs. Predator. Yeah, that that was pretty terrible. Don't watch this other one. It's unless you can go into it just completely without thinking, and mm-hmm. uh, you you would enjoy it. Maybe. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, maybe you'd enjoy it. Maybe you would. Okay. But uh, you know, maybe maybe it is we're being groomed for something. Uh, you know, maybe they oh shit a species that they're just second. raising. Yeah. What? Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh man! What if the aliens 
are these interspecies perverts that are grooming us as sex slaves. I thought that's what you were doing. Is that is that out? I mean, if it's out, I'll, 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 I'll I guess I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's ruined uh, my aha moment. I was having yeah. a fucking Oprah aha moment. And you <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> oh man! I was gonna go more Doctor Phil, but okay. I was okay. gonna be like, uh, the aliens are the the Catholic Church, and we are all <laughs> altar boys. And and the aliens are are reptilians who are in disguise in the Catholic Church. V. It's like V. Do you remember that as a kid? Oh yeah, that was awesome as a kid. It's fucking great maybe that's why we're so obsessed there was a huge alien explosion from the 50s to like the 90s yeah and i feel like it it hasn't been as heavy as it was when i was a kid but it was like now, everywhere there was a lot of propaganda in the 50s after after uh the whole roswell thing that really sparked off all of uh, the media attention and then the ufo reports were everywhere and then you go and, you know, it kind of died off. You had the 60s, 70s, but then the 80s, Bob Lazar kind of brought that back. And then you had some movies like, uh, you know, Will Smith, Men in Black. He really, yeah. he really Independence Day was a big one for me. Independence Day, yeah. That was, that was great also. But ha thinking back on history, though, you, you think about Aurora, Texas in the 1800s, the airship that supposedly crashed there. And they had an alien body that they buried in the cemetery. You ever heard about that? No. What? Look up Aurora, Texas airship crash from the 1800s. Like this right is, well, it, now or later or whenever. But that was, that was something that uh, goes, you know, predates any kind of aircraft that was known man to have created. And yet really? there's all this... It, there's a well that pieces of this aircraft fell into and researchers have found radiation in this well. Right. Is it this big suppository image I'm looking at? Uh, I think you're on, I think you're on the wrong thing. Are, are you in your, are you in your images? Oh, I'm sorry. That was my folder. My bad. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, my bad. That's my bad. That's on me. That one's on me. <laughs> that happens. That happens. I don't see any images. I see like a sketch. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't really have cameras back when this airship crashed. So all they have is newspaper reports. <laughs> uh, this 1897 newspaper has images. When did they make the camera? Okay, this is what I got to do. Oh, God. When was... Because they had cameras like in like the 16th century, right? Like it, it was it, rare as fuck, but it existed. Uh-oh. Let's see. Camera... Created. All right, here we go. 1816. So 18th century is what I meant to say, not 16th. <laughs> <laughs> time, you know, I'm next to a gravity well. Time. So for me, it was the 16th century. For you, it was 18th century. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> You're bending time. We couldn't see you then. Thanks, William. You know what? I think William's I want to awesome. dub William like the official fact checker of the fucking chat room. God, because he, he's we need a fact on it. He he's he's on his game. <laughs> You're killing it, man. Thanks, appreciate it. Um, yeah, so that's what I want to talk about. Like the what ifs. I, it was blowing my mind that the connection between the possibility that if this technology existed and it was buried, that perhaps. We weren't the first ones to find it. And maybe our ancient ancestors found it. Or maybe awesome. the originators of the technology found it. And they helped build some of these megalithic structures around the world, spreading the idea of civilization um, and, and intellect in order to help the not only extend their own life by proxy of the information, um, because if you're trapped on this fucking planet, you're going to die. Like that, that That's the only thing that we that's know for sure. So... Maybe this is your legacy that you're sending out, and which also maybe takes into like a Prometheus type place, you know, like the movie Prometheus. Yeah, which I actually enjoyed. I don't know why there's so many damn haters think for that stuff. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, dude! Yeah, it's a prequel to Alien. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I, I do you I, like Alien. I do like Alien. Okay, I was about but, uh, to strangle you through my camera. But you didn't. Well, okay, well, so if you're gonna what do Prometheus that, yeah. did 
was you know i don't have to use my belt later that's great <laughs> wonderful <laughs> just let go when i fall gun <laughs> when i come um <laughs> what's the name of the dude that died he was like the kung fu guy he died from autos erotic oh yeah oh, i feel like dude. if that's where William. your life's at if William. that's where you have to go in order yes. to get off you kind of like that's all you deserve it like the, there's nothing left john for carradine you. John yeah. Carradine, yes. Dude. But you got you you got to think that dude. His dad was a famous horror movie star. He was he was a famous movie star. I mean, he's he's had it every way you can get it. Right. There's literally nothing else to do except choke yourself out. See, I'd be looking for a puzzle box. I'd be hellraisering it up. Hundred percent. The yeah. further realms of experience. David. David. Carradine, my David bad. Kane, John Carradine was his dad. He said David Kane. It's Carradine. He says Kane. He's wrong, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know who to believe. Joe, are you? I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm sort of obsessed with this idea. So, like, uh, Prometheus was great because it tied together not just aliens, but it tied together ancient human civilization which is my porno. That's, that's my Dave Carradine belt around my neck. <laughs> I go to bed thinking about that, and my wife wakes up, what are you doing? Nothing! Uh, nothing! <laughs> Don't just, look over here! studying ancient civilization! <laughs> it's in a gravitation device, it's not me jerking out, I promise. <laughs> so messed up. Um, wow. I, I don't know, what the hell are we talking about? Is that it? Are we done? I think we, we that was the Kung Fu guy, man. <laughs> Kung Fu was great. That was the greatest great. shit ever. Travel. It was, it was the, the non-Oriental Oriental. It was the whitewash Oriental version. I don't know. Can you say Oriental? The whitewash Asian version of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Like they totally. both have the exact same like fundamental premise. I traveled from town to town solving people's problems. Which is kind of everything back then. Like Star yeah. Trek did it. They just did it plan, the to plan instead of town to town. The A-Team. Oh, the A-Team. Yeah, Holy the shit. shit. If you don't know who Mr. T is, like I, uh, my, my first pet I was... I pitted a fool. So good. My uh. first pet was a fucking musk turtle. Stunk like shit. But I loved him so much that I named him Mr. T because I loved Mr. T that much. Damn. Mr. T, man. I, I, the fucking I, I was boy. always amazed by that show. All the shooting they did, they didn't kill anybody. It was absolutely That was amazing. everything back then, though. It was. Did you ever uh, see the G.I. Joe cartoon? Not the, one person was ever shot. No. And it was no. just like laser beam, laser beam, bullets, like everywhere. Yeah, it's I'm, like the, the opening of Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, they never hit shit. It's like every once in a while, a, a, a stormtrooper drops out of boredom, <laughs> and a rebel it's guy's like, just like, this, I'm done. "Oh, if you're down, I'm gonna take a nap too." Is this what we're doing, guys? <laughs> Everyone's just snoring on the deck as Darth Vader comes in, like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Get up!" <sighs> yeah. Get he's off, like, you fucker! He's not even like a breathing mechanism. He's just asthmatic, and he had to yeah. walk up some stairs. He's <laughs> 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 like. Why do we have so many stairs? Why didn't we just dock parallel to them? But that that explains that explains why the early Star Wars movies they didn't do all the jumping and the kicking and shit they did in the later Star Wars movies. Yeah. Because he 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 couldn't do it. I think it was like an asthma thing. It it definitely was. All right. Luke should have kicked his ass in Cloud City, but I already stole more time of yours than I told you I was going to steal. Um, oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'm sorry, I, Stephanie. I, I hope you're okay with it. She tuned out hours ago. So <laughs> She's like, I'm going to bed. Fuck you guys. She's like, fuck this. <laughs> you do your cloud seating alone tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own. Hey, well, can I ask you really quick, now that we're talking about, and she's angry, now that we're talking about like old shows, um, yeah. I was a huge Dukes of Hazard fan. Oh my god! I don't know if it was Daisy Duke. It was probably Daisy Duke. It but I was a it. huge Dukes of Hazard fan. The car. Why did they have so many jumps everywhere? That that uh, car, it took. Apparently, off. you've never been to the South, Adam. That's how you get everywhere you go. You fucking jump, all right? <laughs> You're driving down I seventy five to Atlanta, and you got to jump. 
from Tennessee into Georgia. So, I mean, it's... I did like the subtle callback to that in uh, Romancing the Stone. Yes. Where it was like um, uh, 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 Felipe's Escape or something like that. <laughs> it's the best. Lupe's Escape. Right. Anyway, Potholes, Adrian says. <laughs> Is that uh, what they she, were? <laughs> she, she knows. She knows. Oh, Chips. Okay, we just oh, took a turn because I man, loved Chips. I was a big motorcycle Chips, fan. Oh Chips was awesome. Super yes, tight police uniforms. Ponch and John. Fuck, maybe I'm gay. <laughs> I was really into those tight-ass uniforms. I was like, I meant, that's cool. I meant to ask you. Look I mean, at Ponch's ass. You're, you're not? I mean, come on. <laughs> what, was, what was that moment in your kitchen if you're not? I mean... That's called a rape. Is what that <laughs> Next time um, it will be videoed. Yeah. I will have evidence. <laughs> I better never see that footage surface. Ever. Oh, I've got it. Shit will fucking go down if I see that. I watch it every I night. Murder people. <laughs> um, Quantum Leap. You know, I'm a huge Scott Bakula fan because of Lords of Illusion. That was or great. Or Lord of Illusions. But um, I never watched Quantum Leap. Did you watch it? I, I watched it a lot. I love the idea of being able to travel through time and, and, and to kind of get a do-over. It got it got really weird, though, when he uh, started jumping into himself and trying to fix shit he did. Really? He would be his... Yeah, he'd be his 13-year-old self. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And, you know and what you're like, doing at 13. I don't want to revisit that. No. And, and, and if I was 13, I would approach it much... To, I would get laid a lot more... <laughs> None of this, none of this bullshit jerking <laughs> off under the bleachers to the cheerleaders. No. <laughs> oh, that's right, Joe. Clive Barker. Um, but but yes, that they uh, they also uh, Quantum Leap did a uh, a really cool. Oh my God, Knight Rider. Yes. <gasps> you owned a shit. Firebird LTI with T tops. I did. I. You did too. Yeah, William was, did too in the chat. It was a toy. However. Oh, <laughs> mine was fucking mine dork. was the kids' toy that you could ride in, but it talked and all that shit. It was the coolest fucking thing ever. I love. Oh gosh, dude, he was so cool though. David Hasselhoff was he was the shit so cool back then. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I wanted to be him so bad. Well, and then he goes from that to Baywatch. Are you fucking kidding me? Whoa, 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 whoa. He had a job where he got to run around with a bunch of half-naked women. Like, I don't yeah. see the problem with that. No, that's what I'm saying. He's oh, that okay. I thought cool. you were talking shit. <laughs> no, man, no. He goes from that shit to being to being on the beach with a bunch of hot-ass chicks. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Hasselhoff. All right, we're just riffing now. Okay, yeah. we're going to have to call it here. Uh, we both got nights to get to. Thank you guys for tuning in. I, I didn't know this was going to happen until my drive home, and I just started thinking and like mentally masturbating. I was like, hey, who can I mentally masturbate with? Wes. So, this guy. <laughs> hence, hence this uh, video. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, William, thank you for your help for the show, man. I appreciate it. Yes, that. you are I need amazing. to hire your services next Absolutely. show as well, or all shows maybe. Um, all right, uh, Wes. Yes. Always great talking with you, man. Thank well, you. Always good seeing you. Always good seeing you. All right. Uh, um, give me a call anytime, and uh, not you. All the all the hot uh, all the hot chicks uh, in the in the <laughs> all the hot chicks. Now you sound like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the? Go I, I'm talking to my wife actually. I'm, oh, okay. Give me give me yeah, a call later. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I got to do is look upstairs, but all right. I if I look up there, she's going to be giving me the look. I don't want to. <laughs> you said 30 minutes. 30 minutes. It's like, God damn it. You got a movie time. to get to. Uh, all right. Happy solstice, everyone. Uh, reconnect with nature in some way. All right. Even if it's waiting for night to fall, driving out, out of the city and looking up at the sky, this is what it means to be human. And it always has meant that. So reconnect with it. If the sun is out, get your fingers in dirt. Like, not in a weird way, but, you know, like, well, maybe in a weird way. I don't know what you're into. Plant a garden. Get a plant growing or something. But reconnect with what it means to be human and try to disconnect a little bit from the device that you're watching us on. <laughs> After we've hung up. After. Yeah. After. <laughs> After this show, get your ass outside. <laughs>
Um, all right, man. I, well, I hope we can do this again soon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right. Hell Satan, everyone. Hell Satan.